<laughs> Might as well. I got so much technology. Yeah, yeah, You got it? Alright, so, yeah, this whole idea of self, when I heard it framed, first of all, the, the drinking and using had to stop, yes, and then I, the fog sort of lifted, and then they were explaining their take on recoveries, take on why I was in such a freaking pickle, so to speak, and they really emphasized this idea of self, or you could, a lot of people call it ego, but I don't think of it that way, because if you listen to people share about ego, they'll share like they have an ego, or they don't, they've lost an ego, what's that feeling of being the one who has the ego, and the one who lost the ego? That's the, that's the sense of self. Yeah? The one who can lose an ego, the one who can have an ego. So there's the ego that a lot of people say is the problem, but the ego, the problem will still be there when there's an ego or there isn't an ego. <laughs> because it's the feel, it's that sense of being the one who has the ego, has the problem. Yes, that's the real root. The real root. And then what occurred is, you know, sobriety started to occur. Things basically the platform for me was surrender because I was totally fucked, really, literally. And uh, I had spent two years in a program here in San Francisco, a living program called Delancey Street from '85 to '87. And in F, and then when I left Delancey Street, I went back out and started using again for t- another ten months. And then I washed up on the shores of AA, so to speak, in 1988. So. I got the third step already, which is the main uh, idea of surrender and recovery, which is I had realized I was not managerial quality, yeah, because I would want to go out at night and have a good time, and I'd end up in jail quite a lot, and so it was never, it was sort of like a disconnect, like a, I punched into my little GPS, yeah, let's have a good time tonight, where should I go, <laughs> what should I do, <laughs> and then I'd be in jail, so, yeah, but see, if you're identified as a GPS, you can never, never entertain the possibility of not renewing your subscription, because identification takes one possibility away, which is being free from. Yeah? When you're identified as the quote-unquote problem, you cannot entertain the possibility you can be free from it. You can entertain the possibility of freedom, but as it. Yeah? Or for it, or through it, or by it. You can't because the system's already locked in. You're identified as that, which is the source of the problem. So, you want to get relief from the problem, but the real relief from the problem is relief from self. Yeah. And if you're identified as a self, you'll be calling that which you're not you, basically. So, it, it can hide out in plain sight after all the accidents, all the arrests, all the wrecked relationships. It will be right there, obvious as day, but you can't see it because you're looking from it. This is the beauty and the really like the greatest strategy if you picture a selfing as a, as a parasite that the strategy is I'm going to convince the host that I'm the host. Yeah, the parasite's going to take the role as you and therefore <laughs> every one of its expressions you'll be calling yours. Every one of the predicaments it gets you in you'll be calling I got myself in. Yeah. 
And basically, there'll be no clear investigation of that because you're going to have launched all your investigations from it. You're going to think it's them, it was my family of origin, it was my mother, it was the police, it was the judge, blah, 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 tons of stories, but basically you don't even have a freaking clue because you're identified as, see, if the problem produces effects, and let's say you get, you, like people, people will say, all right, they do an inventory process in recovery, I'm going to stress recovery business of people here, you know. So, this inventory on recovery, and so you would look at resentments and fears, yeah, and, and acting out and harming people in the pursuit of what you want, what you want. So, but you won't see them as expressions of self, you'll see them as alcoholism, and then you'll do a lot of work, and you'll think, oh, right, well, no, I'll not, I won't have another resentment. I mean, I've squashed the problem, the, the cause of resentment. But then you'll be surprised when there's resentments and there's fear and anxiety still because you haven't had the right diagnosis. You're, you are actually at the Petri dish that is allowing resentment to grow. Yeah. Self-centeredness sees things as threats. Self-centeredness is in fear because it's a failed system. It's an anxiety, yeah? Why is it an anxiety? Because it can't deliver the goods. How do you know that? Because has it? <laughs> You've been following it for many, many years, and here you are <laughs> at this meeting. <laughs> if it was working so well, you'd be good with your own talks. <laughs> you'd be selling it on the fucking news on the TV. My 12 ways, Duncan's 12 ways to have a successful life. But no one's going to freaking buy that because they just take a look at Duncan. <laughs> and they go, how the hell why would I want to follow what Duncan is following? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that attractive to me. It'd be a huge leap of faith, you know? <laughs> so, this is a failed system. What do failed systems do? They fail you. That's what, that's what they do. What can a failed system show you? It's a failed system. That's, what, that's its greatest gift to us. Hey, it's not working. <laughs> so you believe that you put the thing down, but it isn't the thing that you put down. It's the sense of the one who's putting it down. Because if it's the sense of the one who puts it down, it's going to pick it back up. It's just like in recovery, we know well, what happens in people's experience of the third step, I mean experience. They turn their will and life over to a care of a higher power, but they have an exit cause, which is they can always take it back. <laughs> so basically, all you hear all the time is, oh, I, I, I thought I was surrendered, but I took it back, my life, and now I'm up Shit's Creek, all surrendering again. But only take it back. I would think the one who can surrender and take it back is the bigger God than the God you're surrendering to. It would just be obvious, right? <laughs> we don't see it because we're looking from it. We have an immunity, a built-in artificial immunity to seeing it because we're looking from it. You can't see if you're assuming you're the policeman. It's sort of like this. Let's say I'm on a, a detective 
me and a friend, he's my partner, we're, we're studying a serial killer, and we think we've got it down, we're almost there, and we get this tip, where to go, and we go in there, me and him, and then we're looking around, and the, my partner goes, hey, that looks like your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that your hat? Whoa! What? Yeah, I'm the serial killer. <laughs> this is what happens. It's a very, it's like incredible news to him when they find, finally find out. Yet it was obvious he was the serial killer the whole time. He didn't suddenly become the serial killer. He was the serial killer, so to speak. Yeah. So this whole point. <laughs> <laughs> is if you don't see it, you'll be looking from it. That's it. If you don't see it, you'll be looking from it. Yeah? And life, and how life's going to be interpreted is going to be quite different if you're seeing life or you're looking from the identification with a non-existent thing. It's going to look, because suddenly life will look like it's happening to you all fucking day. Yeah? And then there'll be a grand reasons why you don't think that which is happening to me should be happening to me. Yeah? Now, if it was happening to someone else, you could care less, basically. But fucking how, how dare it? How, life, how dare life happen, have this happen to me? Yeah? This is totally, you're not seeing anything with clarity. It's like I have people get, get, you know, come and see me, and we get in their car, and they want to talk about clarity, but their windshield is just caked. <laughs> Can't see almost anything out of the windshield. Just turn, clean the windshield. It'll help your seeing. Your innate seeing is there. Yeah. All you need to do is find out maybe how you find out what you are is by seeing what you're not. I don't humbly believe you can find out what you are by looking for what you are as what you're not. <laughs> it just doesn't work. And I don't, it hasn't worked, and I don't think it's going to work. It's an impossible equation. So the way about it is to see what you're not. So this is what this message is. This message is not, we're not teaching ourselves about what we are, we're teaching ourselves about what we're not, so that you can recognize it. And when you recognize what you're not, you must be recognizing what you're not from what you are. <laughs> and then you get a hit. You get a strong hit. Yeah? And one could be enough. Because, in fact, it's not producing a new, a new condition. It's just revealing the ever-present condition that was being overlooked by a certain little activity, which is the act of being identified as a self. And the activity could never bring it about. You and I could never lose what we are by becoming identified with what we're not. All it can be is supposed, inferred, assumed, implied, and I mean uh, with a lot of fucking repetition and reinforcement, like the whole thought system all freaking day. Yeah? And then maybe, just maybe, it will seem to be so to us. And because we are the reality... Something that isn't so can seem to be so. Something that isn't so could never seem to be so, except to reality, obviously. Where would it get its sense of seeming to be so? It'd have to get it from us, yeah? You see the role we have? 
See, we're seeing in one way, many of us, it's like the stock version. It's like you didn't realize when you came in here you were put a little space helmet was put on called self-centeredness, right? You got your little stereo, but they're really mono. You ever have a car that you think is a stereo, but suddenly you hear the other speaker and you go, wow, I've been listening to mono all these years. I made a turn or I did a bump and I go, wow, I can hear a stereo. Well, you have this idea, so we all have these space helmets, but we don't think we're a, they're a helmet. So we don't like it, it's tight, I can't fucking, the visor's cloudy, I can't see what's in. But you never think of just going, and taking it off, because you think it's your head. You know what I mean? You're like, I can't unscrew my head. But you've never, you've just assumed it to be, which has, means absolutely no factual evidence. You're just assuming it's you, but you've never really looked into it. And if you do, you just take it right off, Yeah. And what would happen? Do you suddenly grow a head and then you see differently? No, it's always been there. It was seemingly masked, yes? And what was it fooling? Was it fooling a world? No, it wasn't even fooling you. The, men, the mind was using it, in a sense, to fool itself by believing it. And it can possibly be so. Do you see the difference between seemingly and so? Seemingly is, it appears to be true or false to us. Seemingly. So is nothing here. Just like Hoang Po saved us a lot of trouble. It's sort of like you have like a, a million possibilities of a date. There's a million people, women on this field. And then the person who's running the dating game show just cancels them all out. <laughs> <laughs> like that, what? So whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. <laughs> so then we all go <laughs> bodies. What? Now you may not like Wang Po. I do. You know, he's an old Chinese Zen master, which I thought was pretty cool. I like his writing. So whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So bang, 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 bang. You're out of the game. It's like whatever you call it. Hunger games, you're out. You got the first round, you're out. And basically there is no one there. <laughs> and yet you seem to keep appearing. <laughs> That's the view. That's what it's like. Yeah. So seemingly is the whole basis. Even in recovery, one of the most important statements in the book is in a forward of the book, of the text, which is, we are 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Now, a lot of people share about it and go, hopeless state of mind and body. And if it is a hopeless state of mind and body, then it made total sense to keep getting loaded. <laughs> I mean, if it's total, which I believe it was hopeless, yeah, that nothing was ever going to change, I'm going to get high if I possibly can. Based on that view, yeah. But it said seemingly hopeless. So it's, it's not hopeless, state of mind and body or whatever it is. It's seemingly hopeless. Now, who is it seemingly hopeless to? If, some, if, if something's appearing to be true or false, to who or to what is it appearing to be true or false to? Things are just not seemingly appearing to be true or false. They're not like, you know, they, they're like, you know, the frogs that can be male or female given a day, you know. It's like situational genital, genitals, you know what I mean? I'll be a female today male. No. Seemingly, things are appearing to be in true or false to us. 
You know, some people, they'll say the sky is green, let's say, but you see it as blue. They can talk to their blue in the face, and you're not going to, unless they have power over you, you're not going to agree that it's green. Yeah. That's, they're saying, oh, we, we know it's green. Hey, it's not green to me. I'm seeing it as blue. Yeah. This is the whole basis of this whole event. You and I are the dreaming of this dream. If you don't think this is a dream, look at your basic condition today. You've been having a subjective experience. You haven't gone out of your way to have a subjective experience. That's how it goes here, yeah? We come to an event like this. Some people hate it, get bored. Others will think, wow, they'll fucking email me and say, that was the greatest thing I ever heard. It has nothing to do with the event. You're going to make it what it is to you. That's what we do all day. Not us. We think, see, that's the problem. We think we're doing it all day. We're not. The apparatus is just giving meaning to things based on what conditions and everything like that. Yes, it's basically just doing that. And then there's a response to that or there's a reaction to that. Reaction is the forte of the selfie. Yeah. So the reaction is, it sees an action and it reacts to it, which means it does it again, so to speak. It just lives out of a past that isn't even so, it never was so. So it's basically living a complete interpretation of these, these events every day. Now some people, it may work great, maybe you're the star of every show you're fucking in, but a lot of people it's not working out that well because no one's really even acknowledging them. You know what I mean? And they're getting older and, you know, the gig's up. Because <laughs> that hope, that burned eternal is getting weak now because you've been around enough laps, you're going, hey, <laughs> there's the gold, it's always brass. And like, I'm not even going to put my arm out anymore. I'm just carrying it on. Just see if I can sleep on this guy. <laughs> so, in recovery, we they talk about, hey, you got to know the exact nature of the wrong. Yes, I would say you do. And I don't believe, what do you think it is? you think it's drinking? Do you think it's obsession with something? What is it that's obsessing all day? Isn't that the primary obsession, the one you don't notice, that claims to be that which is obsessing over everything else? Isn't that the real, that's the hidden obsession that hides itself by obsessing over fucking tons of different shit all day? Only to really use the obsession with all these different things to reinforce its identification as you. And then the, the sun breaks through. <laughs> and then it's like lollipop. <laughs> Come here, Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> right here. <laughs> so, if you see it, I swear, humbly, if you see it, you will realize the problem from the solution. You're not going to realize the solution from the problem. It's not. It's sort of like how they say it in recovery. Self-knowledge avails you nothing. Now, most people have a lot of faith in knowledge, or a lot of value in it. And it's not saying knowledge avails us nothing. It says self-knowledge. So, any knowledge that's being claimed by self is going to neuter what the knowledge could have brought about. Yeah. So... The studying of the self as a self doesn't lead to fucking anywhere. You can sign up for a two-year class of studying obsession with self, 
And that's just another form of obsession with self. So you can't get out of self as self. That's impossible. So where's the door out that you were never in? That's the only one that works. If you can be the problem and not the problem, then what is it that's caused, seemingly the cause that you're the problem, and that if that changes, you're not the problem? Yeah? What is that but identification as? If you're the problem, then you would be the last fucking thing you should be looking for. But as these great masters have said, the seeker is the sword. So basically, as St. Francis said, what's looking is what you're looking for. If you're the problem, that's the last fucking place you're going to look. But the fact is, you're the solution. Because the problem is identification as. It's not so. You're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. As Jesus says, you're in this place, but you're not of this place. This place is of things and bodies and separation and time and all this. You're not of that. So what the hell keeps convincing me, convincing mine, that I'm this action figure? Well, I'll tell you. The thought system, which is just shooting off. You know, let's say you had maybe millions of thoughts have gone through your noggin. It's not through your noggin, is it? You know, the thoughts don't. There's not a door for thoughts, and then they come in, and then they have to rip the and then they leave. Right now, it's not in your head, but because we're identified ourselves, we think it has to be. It's happening here. It's not happening here. Thoughts are not happening here. <laughs> Even if all the thoughts you stored about you were in here, you'd fucking your head would be so fucking huge. You'd have to have like a semi carrying it for, for you. <laughs> you would have had to expand on it, or you'd have to have a super iCloud called Me Cloud where all was stored all these thoughts. You know what I mean? That you could summon every time you you sense you're the thinker of them. <laughs> And they download. <laughs> and you know, we don't see our role in things. We beckon it. <laughs> when you're identified as self, thoughts about you and them and the world and all the conditioning, all the beliefs, all the old ideas have a chance to come through to you. We're the ones who, where the way it comes through. You hit the little keypad, Paul, and then <laughs> thoughts download, you know. <laughs> Police, old ideas download, and then, you're, and then they come out, and then you think they're attacking you. <laughs> but you're the one that beckoned them. <laughs> How are we going to get any lasting relief if we're so out to lunch? Just the relief shouldn't be succeeded by thought or effort. It demonstrates no thought effort. Just the bare being conscious right now. Are you efforting to see? If your eyes are bad, maybe, but no. If you have halfway decent eyes, you're seeing all fucking day. Yeah. You're hearing all day. You're not taking special classes to see and then go to your yoga class, then go to a hearing class. You know, you're not trying to do reps or exercises to keep see better. Does it demonstrate any effort or thought on your part? The consciousness. Why would you believe that thought and effort could take you there? It hasn't worked, has it? 
people have done much more than we'll ever fucking do. They spent their whole life like roaming around in the jungle, you know, just meditating and whatever they were doing. They had tons, they had no other things demanding any attention. Like, they're not bombarded by thousands of commercials and everywhere you go, people selfing constantly. They had all their space. What the hell? See, you can't know yourself into being. It's impossible. They're two different beasts. Being has nothing to do with knowing. Knowing is about what you are. Being is being. Yeah. As Ramana said so beautifully, to know God, Ramana Maharshi, another great master, right? to know God is to be God, you know? It's such a beautiful scripture, one little sentence. To know God is to be God. It doesn't say to know mechanics is to be is to be mechanics, maybe a mechanic, but not be mechanics, yeah. But in this case, you don't to know God isn't to become a knower of God, it's to be God, because that's what you are. The problem is we're looking for it from what we're not. There's been a switcheroo. What we are has been forgotten because where it's manifesting or demonstrating itself in the consciousness, we think it's as a body unconscious, that I'm doing it somehow. You see? It's a little switcheroo, but that little switcheroo, now the journey takes off from there, which goes super far away from where you already are. And then you think, oh, then you think you're going to journey, get back to it. But it's that which you are is that seemingly going there, that which you are is seemingly coming here the whole time. <laughs> and maybe just maybe you hit a point where it dawns on you, you may give credit to that point, but it, it didn't produce anything. It was, became obvious finally that you have been, or that will always be that. And therefore, nothing ever really happened. It's just been happening, happening and happening and happening. But nothing comes to a culmination because we are the culmination of everything. We are the Alpha and the Omega. We are the beyond, beyond the beginning and the end. We are the space that everything appears in. How could we not be? That's the one basic thing all these seeming individuals right now share is there's something... I would say no thing called consciousness. We call it that. That's not its name. We're <laughs> just giving it a thing. It is demonstrating itself. It, and seeing doesn't like a big eye and their arm goes out. It's not a thing that's seeing, is it? Seeing is not a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah. Which where our whole mental interpretation of our life is based on us being a thing of a body. To the point where some it hasn't worked for some of us, so now we're starting to search for non-thing. Yeah. And we're using non-thing to look for non-thing. There's another great Hoang Po, a great statement. He said, hey, you, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You see it? You can't use big M mind, meaning awareness, whatever. Can't, you can't use it to seek awareness. Like if, if, 
if that, if you saw you were not that, and it was revealed to you that you are the Buddha, it would make absolutely no sense to be looking for you. <laughs> you would just be busily being you. <laughs> and then you would see, what an insane idea to objectify what I am and then look for it. <laughs> that could keep me busy for eons. Because all the while I'm looking for it, I'm denying that I'm that which I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so how does it keep happening? Because we're listening to the thoughts. We have faith in the thoughts. We're devoted to the thoughts of us. It's, been, it's become so strong, you can see the greatest devotees of the thought system are the ones who are constantly worrying about what's going to happen. I know some people, they, they have bypassed today, this moment, and they're just in what's not happening world, and anything can happen in there. And their mind's entertaining it, and they're just getting like shocked all day, like the mental state's made up a little buzzer that mimics the physiological experience of fear, but there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just buzzing you all day, and we're a fucking wreck. And then you add like four Starbucks, totally whack, and basically you're driving with the people and you go like this, and they're almost like a coma patient, but they have the verticalness to fool you. But if they were horizontal, you would think they'd be dead or something. Because they're in last, next week, and last week. They're totally occupied by the thoughts. So now, all right, that could be enough, but now all the feelings are being claimed by the selfing to imply you as the feeler. All the actions, which is the, it's, that's its primo lock. Its primo lock is, all right, you can see through the thoughts, you can see through feelings, but actions, you fucking did it. <laughs> and every court in this world is going to fucking find you guilty for actions that were motivated by somewhere else that came through you. You're going down. <laughs> There's, there has not been a precedent set of the non-duality case, which is, Judge, oh, sir, I, I, how could I have killed a non-thing? <laughs> and how could a killer of a non-thing be a killer? It was just killing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you're going to go to the psychiatric ward and to jail. <laughs> it does, I don't care if it's everyone takes it to be so. The poor thing is, do you take it to be so? If you do, then all the actions that you thought you did while under the influence, you'll find no forgiveness for them. Because you will override the idea that you were powerless and still fucking take credit and blame for all that shit. The selfing will. I've seen it. It says beautifully, we were powerless over alcohol and drugs. Alcohol, right? So that's basically the old idea. You're dancing with a gorilla. You're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. You don't really have any say in the matter. Something has you and is using you for transportation. And it's not just transportation. It's making a lot of pickups and deliveries. There's actions happening. <laughs> All right? <laughs> and it says, you are powerless. It's a beautiful... It's a, you're free. You're, the possibility is you can be free from your past. 
Because were you actually the doer of those actions, or were you influenced greatly by what had taken you over? The alcoholism or the addiction? Well, I would say the latter is the case. Then why in hell do we keep going back there and harvesting guilt and shame based on those behaviors that weren't ours to begin with? There's something that we're missing, something we're not seeing the exact nature of the wrong. Therefore, the, the possibility of really living the, 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 de- the descriptions of the solution gets stilted for many of us because it hasn't gone to the root. It's identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's that which thinks it has something and loses something. It's that which thinks it was the actor and it's the non-actor. It's that which thinks if it comes involved in non-duality, it'll try to become a non-self as a self. It's that. That sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You know, it's all that's coming through you is yours. You've been convicted already. In your own mental court system, you've been convicted a long time ago. Every one of us has that one jewel of behavior that we can never be forgiven for. I have about 80 of them. <laughs> More. If I had put some thought on it, I would, be, I would have about 20 life sentences on top of each other with absolutely no possibility of parole. <laughs> and most of us are just living out sentences from that court. I watch people, I watch people, they can't have a nice day of relaxation unless they are worthy of it. (laughs) Unless they've done enough to accrue a break. (laughs) It's like they're talking with something, it has to be, that I must get permission from. What is that that we're trying to get permission from? What is that that sets up the obstacle course, and then when you decide, I can't make it through it, you know, you made it up. You know, go over to the sideline. <laughs> you you can't finish it today, Paul. You hit the whole fucking thing up. What's it? Oh, I got to do. Where does that come from? This slavery, in a way, total slavery, total slavery. It has, it has. Your inherent state has the ability to enjoy peace of mind, it knows serenity, understands peace, uh, it knows ease and comfort, it knows all that. Yeah, It doesn't need to acquire any of it, it just needs to have what is causing it not to seem to be so dropped. And it doesn't even have to drop, you just have to see through it. And once you see through it, then that which you are trying to achieve will be found as qualities you already inherently are. And basically, there'll be less and less effort and thought demonstrated, and more and more what you would hope to get from all that effort and thought being demonstrated. So the whole way of this world gets totally negated, because you cannot do and have yourself into a state of being. It's impossible. Especially when you are the state of being that you're trying to do and have yourself into. That's the simple message. So here's some statements from him. I found this book I got in in uh, India when I was there 17 years ago, or whatever. 
All right, so here, this is this great master. I'll just read some on the line. Be still and know that I am God. Here, stillness is total surrender without a vestige of ego or selfing. Yeah? Stillness will prevail and there will be no agitation of mind. Agitation of mind is the cause of desire, the sense of doership, personality. If that is stopped, there is quiet. There, knowing means being. Exactly. There, knowing means being. So when we're using this language, and it's talking about the topic of us, when we think we're knowing ourselves, we're being ourselves. So there, knowing means being. It is not relative knowledge involving the triads, these are three things. I am that I am. I am is God, not thinking. I am God. <laughs> I'll run that bias again. <laughs> I am that I am. I am is God, not thinking. I am God. Realize I am and do not think I am. <laughs> See? You could never ever have a sense of being what you're not unless thinking preceded it. Thinking produces the sense of being something other than what we are. Being nulls and voids it. The being nulls and voids what comes after it, which is thinking. So actually, we're prior to thinking, but most of us, as this identification, start after the thinking. So, it's I think, therefore I am, is very, very valid in this world of selfing. I think, therefore I am, a loser, therefore I am, a citizen, and there's thousands of things that come after the I am. It's never I am, it's I am this, I am that. Yeah? On and on and on and on and on. And there's no solution after the thinking. The solution to the thinking is prior to the thinking. And I'm, I'm humbly saying, we are situated prior to thinking. We're the ones who are seeing thinking. Yeah? The thinking isn't producing the one who's seeing, except in the story of being Paul, an action figure. But we are the seeing of the thinking. If you can see what comes after thought from prior to it, there will be a freedom from what comes after thought. If you keep looking from it, from afterthought, it's going to be a fact. If you see it prior to thought, it's not. If you see it after the thought, and that first thought, in a sense, is you as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, when you see thought from there, which is a thought seeing a thought, it's all its whole world. That's all it is. I'm going to think myself into something. I'm going to think myself into doing. I'm going to think myself into having. I'm going to think myself into being. But prior to the thought is what we are. You want to call it spirit, the Holy Spirit, the higher power, whatever. Yeah. The higher power truly isn't beckoned through thought. It's beckoned through the silence. Because we are that. Yeah. So... I am that I am. I am is God, not thinking I am God. Realize I am and do not think I am. Know I am God, it is said, and not think I am God. Your duty is to be. Ooh, what a tough order. 
don't know if I can fucking fill that order. Uh, what does it look like right now? <laughs> when does it start now? <laughs> uh, is it close? Where do I have to go? No, right here, right where you are at all times with no requirement necessary. <laughs> if I have to make it more obvious, you are the being. <laughs> I am that I am sums up the whole truth. The method, see, I am that I am. So that I am, that we're objectifying from the mental state, that's what I am. I am that I am. I am not that I am I have thought about. I am that I am. I am that I am. <laughs> it's beautiful, really. Yeah. Now it goes, I am that I am. Oh, let me think about it. There <laughs> no, you go. Just fucking seemingly it seems. Okay, now I gotta do shit. <laughs> so yeah. And what does stillness mean? It means destroy yourself. Because every name and form is the cause of trouble. And the beautiful, my humble view here, is you don't have to destroy what's not so. You don't have to try to get out of an imaginary place. (laughs) Of course, it's imaginary. You don't have to destroy or solve a problem if it's imaginary. It's just seeing it as imaginary. That's it. Yeah? I'm going to go to another page. Nice, eh? As you can see, it's been (laughs) much time going over this. All right, so this one. The world is not external. What do you mean, the world is not external? I didn't say it. (laughs) He's saying it. The world is not external. Impressions cannot have an outer origin. Because the world can be recognized only by consciousness. So consciousness is the world. Yeah. The world does not say that it exists. It is your impression of it. (laughs) Even so, this impression is not consistent and unbroken. In deep sleep, the world is not cognized, and so it does not exist for a sleeping man. Therefore, the world is the sequence of the selfing. Seek out the selfing. Find its source. That's the final goal. The source of selfing is being. Everything is, is... Being is the source of it all, yeah? Renunciation and realizations are the same. They are different aspects of the same state. Giving up the non-self is renunciation. (laughs) So, it's a very, 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 very relaxed renunciation (laughs) because you're renouncing a (laughs) non-thing. What are you giving up? Nothing. (laughs) I'm saying we're already in the state. We've already given it up. We just don't think so. (laughs) We've already given it up. You being here, we've already done it. The gig's over. This is like the trails... And you know when the jet goes by, <laughs> he's like the chemtrails and selfing. <laughs> so, in in hearing in the self or the, in the truth 
is self-realization. One is the negative, the other the positive aspect of the same single truth. You must cease to be the three kinds of... Oh, uh, no, that's Indian stuff to give you. All right. You want to hear some more? Nice, eh? All right. There is neither past nor future. There is only the present. Yesterday was the present to you when you experienced it. <laughs> and tomorrow will also be present to you when you experience it. Therefore, experience takes place only in the present. And beyond experience, nothing exists. If, if the eye that sees be the eye of flesh, then gross forms are seen. Sorry, I didn't say you're gross, but he did. We're all gross. Gross forms. <laughs> Some particularly more gross than other forms. <laughs> then, if that eye be, or if the eye that sees be the, the eye of flesh, then gross forms are seen. If that eye be assisted by a lens, then even invisible things are seen to have form. If the mind be the eye, the, the relative mind, then subtle forms are seen. Thus the seeing eye and the object seen are of the same nature. That is, if the eye be, it be itself a form, it sees nothing but forms. So a great thing called the Course of Miracles says, the brain, this this little thing you could see if this head was open, interprets to the body. The brain is what's producing the sense of self, and the sense of self, from that view, is, it's, it's interpreting everything to the body. So life is seen as it's happening to you. That's an interpretation. How is an interpretation going to get out of interpretation? How is self going to get out of self? It's not. It can't. It's impossible. There'll be another interpretation, yes. You can interpret, you're out of the interpretation, which is another term, and you can do another one, and it, you'll never get out of it, because you've never been in it, yeah? You can't get out of what you're not in. That's the greatest news. Because it takes absolutely no time to recognize where you're looking from. None at all. It's happening right now. You just don't think so. Our attention and interest is after the thought, then the rest is when it's before the thought. Then you see the thoughts. Instead of looking from them, after, their, after the seeming fact, you see them. Yeah. And then you see the failedness of the system. And they're not held as yours, so they don't have as much weight as they used to. They seem to come and go much easier. And when an action isn't held as yours, it tends to come and go more. And when a feeling isn't yours, it also tends to come and go much easier. So now you see all those different feelings that have been added weight to, all those thoughts that have been added weight to, by the my, the sense of that I'm the thinker, and I'm the feeler, and I'm the doer, all of that meaning that's been chock full into those actions and those thoughts and those feelings are now not distributing there anymore. So now you're traveling lighter. All day. Every day. For years. You're on to something. <laughs> it's been validated. It's authenticated. You're traveling lighter. You now know the tree by its fruits. Just keep sitting on the one tree and you'll be able to enjoy those fruits. If you move to the other tree through identification, idolatry of self, then you'll have to suffer through those other fruits. And then you're going to have to be looking for a lot of fucking skillful means 
to sort of, you know, crisscross the minefield that your life will be. Because there won't be enough happening now. You'll be totally, totally avalanched by yesterday and tomorrow. All your interest and attention and all your defenses will be, will be stretched so thin because anything can happen in what's not happening. Everything, any possibility could possibly happen. There's fucking, you're going to be occupied constantly by the <coughs> thoughts, through the thoughts, as a thought. In other words, like there'll be no place for the Son of Man to rest its head. This is a humble invitation. I've seen it work for a long, long time, and so I have confidence sharing it. And I'm really, I'm really a lot of confidence because I'm not talking to any of you, really. Talking to Big M Mind and about you. <laughs> talking to you about mind has gone nowhere. That I'm clear on. I mean, we'll have 800,000 side settings, and it'll just neuter every fucking last bit of everything you ever hear as a senses or feels. <laughs> Easily. But if you talk the mind about you, <laughs> one little clue can set off the whole thing. Yeah. And I have faith in it. I've seen it. I've seen so many people's lights turn on sitting here. Then they go home and think about it, and then they, they send me the bill. <laughs> the light bill. <laughs> Yes, any questions tonight? No. Do you feel this now? Nice, thick little vibe. That's you generating it, you know. You're generating it. This isn't happening to anyone. This is what happens. Alright. Don't want anyone to luxuriate it in. It's you.